So we're beginning the fourth chapter of Sefer Yitzirah. And again, the overall structure is that the second, first chapter spoke about the ten spherot. The second chapter spoke about the creative power of language. And language, the alphabet is broken up into three parts. The three letters which are called the mothers, Aleph, Mem, and Shin, which reflect the three, three primeval elements, um, fire, water, and air. And, the, um, and now the fourth chapter deals with the seven letters that are called the double letters, the, the kfulot. The seven letters of the Hebrew alphabet that are double, they can be said with, with a dagesh and without a dagesh, in a way which is hard and which, which is soft. Now, in, in, in schools, when people learn Hebrew, they usually talk about six letters that are double. Okay. Six letters being beged kefet, the bet, the gimel, the dalet, the chaf, pe, and taf, six letters that can be said with or without that dot, which is a dagesh. Sefer Sirah talks about seven letters, Beged Kefret, meaning that in ancient times, the letter Resh, there were two ways to pronounce it, with a Dagesh and without a Dagesh. And as we'll see, this is very significant. So let's read the first Mishnah, and then we'll talk about the lost Resh and why that's so important. Um, Sheva Kfulot Beged Kefret. With two tongues, two ways these seven letters um, are, um, could be. The bet is the bet and vet, gimel, and I guess as the Yemenites say, jja. Um, there's a dalid with or without a dagesh, chaf, pei, resh, and taf. And the duality between these, the two ways of saying each letter is a duality of tavnit, rach v'kasheh, soft and hard, gibor v'chalash, a gibor strength and weakness. Um, and, um, but before we talk about this basic dialectic between the soft and the hard, between the strong and the weak, we'll say a few words about the letter resh. In a fascinating article by Professor Yehuda Leibis, he point, talks about the ancient Reish that was lost to us, okay. and he points out that if you look at the names, the names of the Avot and the, the, and the Imot, the fathers and the mothers, there are a number of name changes. We know that Avram became Avraham. We know that Sarai became Sarah. So both of their names changed. But that change, if you look at it, it's really the same change. And from your smile, I could see that, that um, you could tell us what is the similarity between the name change in Avram and the name change in, in, of Avram and Sarai. The name of God, like we said in Yeshua and okay. all the Midrashim. So the, the, the hey, the letter hey. So in both of them, we have the letter hey. But it's not just that. Avram gets the letter He to Avraham, and Sarai gets the letter He and becomes Sarah. But in both instances, the He appears right after the letter Rish. In other words, Avram and Sarai 
had a hard resh. The soft letter hey after the, the resh of Avram become Avram. And the hey and the soft hey after the resh of Sarai, Sarah is a way that what changed in the, what fundamentally changed in their names was a change in the resh. The hard resh to the soft resh. We could point out also that Yaakov, my namesake, also had his name changed, and in his name changed to Yisrael, also he had that resh, resh added in. Okay, so we have the lost resh and some of the secrets of the lost resh. Now, but I think what, one of the most important sayings in Sefer Yitzirah is this last line of this first Mishnah. We talk about a duality. The seven letters have two sides to them. A soft side, the vet, the fe, the saf, and the hard side, the bet, the, the, the tough, the pay. And, okay, so certainly we understand why the first are the rach, meaning soft, and the second is the kasheh, the hard. But the Mishnah continues and tells us that this duality is also a duality between gibor the chalash. And, and then, of course, we have to ask the question, which is, who is the gibor, the strong, and who is the chalash, the weak? And I think it's clear, the structure of the statement here is that the soft is the strong, is the hero. Okay. The soft, if you look at the structure, the rach goes together with the gibor. The soft is the strong. Hey, both, they both have a race, right? That, that, that lost race, the rach and the gibor. And the hard is the weak. And again, this is something which may be different than some, the way we think of things. We think, Mr. Tough Guy, he's hard and he's strong. And then you, ha and you have the wimp, he's soft and he's weak. But here we have a very fundamental teaching that the opposites. The soft, this is what true strength is about. Judaism sees strength as part of being soft, being flexible. Similar to what we said earlier when we spoke about the symbols of fire and water, the masculine in Kabbalah is identified not with the fire, but with the water. So water, um, <clears throat> in fact, in, in a famous book of Chinese wisdom, the Tao Te Ching, it talks a lot about the qualities of water. It talks that water, nothing is softer than water. But water is what can ultimately melt the stone. Like the famous story with Rabbi Akiva. The Agadah tells us Rabbi Akiva was 40 years old. He didn't know even the, even know <laughs> anything in Torah. Okay. And he thought, I'm too old. It's too hard. But then he saw water that made a hole through stone. And he realized that, that with patience, that even the water could overcome the stone. So, so we know that... Um, so the power of water, the power of soft, this is true strength. The Mishnah in Pirkei says, Who is a gibor? Who is Yitzro? Somebody who has, in, 
Strength is always inner strength, to overcome forces inside of you. So being soft and flexible is much more powerful than being hard and inflexible. When you show your strength, so that means you don't have any. Mm -hmm. You have just those you're showing Something off. which is external. If you don't need to show your strength, that means you're strong. Mm -hmm. Right, right. We know, we know there's also saying in the Talmud, be soft like a reed. And the rach and not kashekeres, and not stiff and hard like um, like an eris tree. Okay. Now, um, so the, if I quoted early before the Dao Du Ching, there's another saying there that somebody is flexible. What, it says when a baby is born, the body is soft and flexible. After death the body becomes stiff and hard. Somebody who's flexible is young. Mm -hmm. Somebody <laughs> who is inflexible, then you're old. So if you want to be strong, you want to be a gibor, be soft, be flexible. When Nachman says, don't be an old man, it means be flexible. Right. And, and, and Rabbi Nachman also has all sorts of stories about different people that, in the story of the seven beggars, they meet different people and it turns out each person is... He looks much younger, but in fact, he's, um, be, he's, he's, much, he's much more ancient, but he's able to... He, he looks like a baby, but he's very ancient. The, <coughs> now, there, one moving application of this statement is that after the kidnapping of the three teenagers, um, two of them who studied at Makor Chaim, so there's a video that Rav Dov Zinger says that, that people tell him, you know, be strong! And, and Rav Dov says, you know what, everyone tells us, be strong! After going through that, uh, that tragic event, and he said, you know, I tell the students, be, be soft. So I contacted Rav Dov and said, you know, your response to all the people saying, be strong, and you say, I don't tell my students to be giborim, I tell them to be, to be rakim, um, I, um, I say, according to Sefer Yitzirah, that you're in agreement. Because true strength is somebody who is, is, is soft and flexible. This is the ability to really have your strength. Okay? Um, so now, we will continue. Um, in the second Mishnah, Sheva Kfulot, Beged Kefre, Yisodan. We now will have seven qualities that each one is connected to one of these seven letters. Okay. And later we'll see that each of these seven qualities have a positive side and a negative side. Sheva kfulot beged kefre, yisodan, chachma, osher, zera, chayim, memshala, shalom, v'chein. Okay, so, and these seven qualities we'll see in, this, in the next one. Chachma is wisdom, osher is riches. Zera is children. Um, Chaim, life, memshala, um, ruler, ruling, shalom, peace, chain, charm. But each of these seven qualities have a positive side and a negative side. And these seven letters reflect that each of, each of these basic qualities can be taken in two ways. The same way that in the second chapter, we saw that the three letters, um, the um, letters Ayin, Nun, Gimel 
could be onig, which is the highest pleasure, but it also could be nega, affliction. The same force often goes to both directions. Okay, so the, this is what we see in the third Mishnah. Sheva kfulot beged kefret, bidibor ubetmura, tmurat chachma ivalut, the ivelet. The change of wisdom is foolishness. Tumorat osher oni, wealth, poverty. Tumorat zera, fertility, shmama, desolation. Tumorat chayim mavit. We have the opposite of life is death. Tumorat memshala avdut. Rulership is slavery. Tumorat shalom milchama. The opposite of peace is war. Tumorat chayin kior. And the opposite of charm is ugliness. What I think is critical here, I think if we try to connect this to what we said in the first Mishnah, which is to realize that on this column, the, first, the positive elements are connected to being soft and being strong. And the negative is being hard and being weak. And I think this is very interesting, certainly with the life and death, this is exactly that quote I said earlier from the Tao Te Ching, but in terms of shalom and milchama, peace and war, um, I think this also gives us an interesting insight that peace is about being peace and war, flexible and hard. That I think is an obvious connection. Somebody who is more flexible is going to be able to live in peace, where somebody who's harder is, is going to find himself in milchama in war. But, but additionally, <coughs> but additionally, we have the duality between um, between being strong and weak. Saying that peace is about being strong, war is about being weak. Okay, so we should be soft, we should be strong, and we should be privileged to peace. Okay, now on to the fourth Mishnah. Shevak fulot beged kefret. Now the seven basic letters will be connected to the six directions of the world, and that center point inside of them. Malamata mizrach marav tzfon v'drom. Above, below, east, west, north, south. Veichal akodesh mukhuvan beemsa. And we have that center point. In Sefi Tzira, the point, the, the center is the holy. The holy itself is the center. And that expands out to all the directions. Vuhu Noset Kulam. And that center point, which is source of being, of holiness, holds everything. Connected to, of course, the idea of the Beit HaMikdash. Mikdash, the Beit HaMikdash is the Hechal. The Hechal is seen as a divine, sacred center that is a source of blessings to all that around it. Now we also know that the six directions, um, we know a, the symbol of Magen David is, um, is connected to this cosmic signal uh, of symbol of the six directions. And, and that's why Magen David is, is universal. I remember when I arrived in Rishikesh in India, I saw all the taxis had Magen Davids on them. So I'm sure this is in respect for all the Israelis that do their after-the-army trip in, in India. But eventually I realized that the Magin David is also an ancient um, Hindu symbol. 
Yes. Also, based on the, the, the because of the symbol of the six directions, and uh, and beyond the six directions, sometimes it even has an eye in the center to reflect that we have that center point. Okay. It yes. has a point in the center, like a circle, not an eye. Right. Right, to reflect that we have the six directions, but we have also a sacred center. There are manuscripts of this Mishnah in Sefi Yitzirah that add on that very famous statement that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Makomo Shel Olam Ve'ein Olam Makomo God is the place of the world and the world is not His place. Meaning, God doesn't have a place in the world. Having a place is for believing God as a particular place, this would be a type of anthropomorphism. But God is the place of the world. The world um, exists within the, um, that spectrum of God. God is the source of being and place that the world is taking pl place inside and not the opposite. This statement is said also in, what's in, in another significant Kabbalistic work, um, Sefer HaBihir, that close to the beginning it says that the, the Torah begins with the letter Bet, because Bet is a symbol of Bayit, a house. The letter Bet looks like a house closed in three, in the three directions and mm -hmm. some sort of an opening. And, um, and Bet is also identified with the divine Svira of Chachma, one, one uh, manifestation of divinity. And on this Sefer Bihir says... And this is what teaches us So saying that God is place is really a tremendously deep statement. God, we know that some, one, uh, one area that Jews still use the word of place, makom, talk about God is, is in, in consoling mourners that we say hamakom yanachem otchem. Um, but in, in Chazal, often makom, hamakom, place, the place, was used as a phrase to describe God. And I think this is a very fundamental, essential statement about what God is about. Okay, so... Um, we, don't, we don't have enough uh, time that we imagine the makom as a, as a place... As a, we don't have enough. In the name of God. Right, right. So, so we don't. Um, so we, we use it less than usual. In fact, I, if I recall, Professor Orbach points out that in many manuscripts, what now appears as Hakadosh Baruch Hu, okay. in the original manuscripts, is often Hamakom. Okay. So. Didn't we see it in another? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was an argument of mine. In the first chapter, it says that it said it, get, it says that somebody in contemplating God should be bolein picha meladaber v'lebcha Hold back your mouth from speaking, and your heart from thinking. Stop thought and speak. But if you fail, if your mouth if your thoughts start running, shuv l'makom, return to the place. And then the, the question there, wa, we, there was, what is Sefer Yisira referring to when it says return to the place? My argument was return to the place meant return to God. Try to again uh, free yourself from your thoughts and your words 
to return to a state of consciousness that you are with Makom. Makom meaning God. One place where Makom still appears in, in the Mishnah is also in a passage that deals with meditation about the Hasidim Arishonim, which spend an hour before every prayer, Kedei Lechavein Libam Lemakom, to guide their heart to <coughs> the place. Um, okay, now the um, a lot of the the next Mishnah tells us about these seven letters, um, how significant there being seven and inviting us to look at reality, to discern reality through these the qualities and these letters, um, because. This has showed up in different forms previously. I'll just read it without, uh, without um, developing it. Sheva kfulot begit kefret, sheva lo sheish, sheva lo shmona, seven not six, seven not eight, bachon bem vachokor mehem. Discern things, study things through them. Hemed davar boryo, stand things in their clarity, vashev yotzer mechono. And by clarifying different aspects of the world through these letters and their qualities, um, this allows us to sit the Creator um, in His place. Now, the, the rest of the chapter, which we're not going to read inside, has a basic structure, that I'll just talk about the basic structure, and um, which tells us that these seven letters, um, each of them appear in the, in the three basic aspects of reality. Okay. Reality in Sefer Yitzirah is divided to Olam, Shana, and Nefesh. Olam, world, mm-hmm. means space. Shana, literally year, but talks about time. And Nefesh would be soul. And w- Sefer Yitzirah shows us that there's a parallel between time, space, and soul. We saw that in the previous chapter, that the three primeval elements fire, water, and ear appear both in time, in space, and in soul. Here too, these, these seven letters and their characteristics all appear in space, time, and soul. Um, in space, they talk about the seven... Um, the, the seven star... the seven stars. Shevako, um Maybe we'll read it quickly. Sheva kfulot beged kefret, the six Mishnah Yisod, Chakakam, Chatzvan, Sarfam, Shaklan, Vamiran, Vitzarbem, Shiva kochavim ba'olam, the seven stars in space, Sheva yimim b'shana, Vesheva sharim b'nefesh zachar v'nekeva. Space has seven stars. The seven stars are the sun, the moon, and the five planets that were visible in ancient times. Seven days of the week are clear, and the seven gates referred to in our head are two eyes, our two ears, the two nostrils, and our mouth. What the chapter does in the continuation is take go to the seven, um, take the seven letters, connect them to each of these to a different day of the week, a different one of the seven. Openings to the uh, uh, gates to the head and to um, 
um, and to different one of the of the stars. Um, so here, so we have that development. Um, I'll focus at the the closing, um, the last Mishnah, which I, which is on the side of the page that most of you don't have. So let me apologize for that. But I'll read this last Mishnah, um, and um, Mishnah fifteen, and there we have a few copies. Well, okay, so I'll look on with Rav Sivan. Sheva. <coughs> um, the chapter ends with Sheva Kfulot Beged Kefret. Shebehen Nechakim. We carve out Shiva Olamot, seven worlds. We always talk about being in seventh, in seventh heaven, right? Um, a, a belief that of seven worlds, Sheva, oh, sorry, actually, a seven worlds, Sheva Rikim, here's the seven heavens, Sheva Artsot, seven lands, maybe we can see this, these at the seven continents, although in times of Sefer Sirah they didn't recognize the globe as we do. Sheva Yamim, the seven days of the week, Sheva Naharot, she, seven rivers, Sheva Midbarot, Shiva Yamim, seven days, Shiva Shvuot, seven weeks. Possibly referring to the weeks between Pesach and Shavuot, Sheva Shanim, the seven years of the of the smicha, of the Shmita cycle, Sheva Shmitim, seven Shmitot, the lead to Yovel, Sheva Yovlim, the Hechala Kodesh, and with all these sevens, there's that center point of the of the holy, Lefikach Tachat The number seven is the beloved number under the heavens. So seven is a number of cosmic significance, and we see the importance of seven in space, in time, in soul. Um, so, okay, so, right, so this is the gist of this fourth chapter, which what again... Are the 16? Are there 16? Ah, okay, sorry. Okay, there's also 16. Thanks for pointing that out. And now, okay, so we have the, we have the seven... We spoke about the duality of soft and hard. Um, so, Nadav, soft, hard, strong, weak. Which is which? Is which? The soft, you have soft and hard, strong and weak. Which, which one goes together? So, uh, soft and... Uh, strong and weak. Strong and weak. Which one, which one from the soft and hard is the strong and which one is the weak? Mm-hmm. Match them. Soft, hard, strong, weak. Not to leave you empty-handed for coming late, Nadav. The a teaching of this chapter is that the soft goes together with the strong. The hard goes together with the weak. Okay. So I know you spent a lot of years in the army, but you want to be strong, be yeah. soft. <laughs> okay, so the last Mishnah um, is 16 is Shtei Avanim. Actually, very important Mishnah, so thank you for pointing that out. Shtei Avanim. Two stones, Bonot Shtei Batim. Here, stones are like letters. Two letters, you could build two houses. The houses would be the two ways to set up two letters. If you have A and B, you could do AB, you could do BA. Shilosh Avanim, 
But if you have three letters that are building blocks, bonot sheish batim. Three letters, there's six ways to organize three letters. I think in mathematics we would call it three factorial. Arba vanim, if we have four letters, bonot arba veshim batim. Four factorial is 24. Chamesh vanim bonot mea veshim batim. Five build 120. Sheish vanim bonot shvamot veshim batim. Sheva vanim bonot chameshit alafim varbaim batim. Mikan veilach tsei machashuv. Masha'ena peyachol edaber veina ozen yachol lishmoa. As we said a number of times before, and now, and now we're developing it, is that if the basic movement in Sefri Tzirah is from the one to the many, the existence at the beginning of 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 all is one, full unification, and developing to to the infinite variety, multiplicity, one image for that movement is language. Language, we saw how all of language, the 22 letters come about from the one, the one breath, depending about how you let that breath out of your mouth, you create 22 separate letters. So the one breath creates 22 letters. These, two 20, these 22 letters become building blocks. And these building blocks have infinite possibilities about how to connect them together. Two letters could form four. two ways to set them up. Three letters, six, four letters, 24, etc., etc., till you get to 22 letters that becomes 22 factorial, which is a number beyond... Mm. My, at least my ability to express. 1.124007E plus 21. Right. Okay. And that's if you use every letter once and use all the letters, which of course we realize the, this could go on and on. So, the, this cha- so this chapter ends with the image about why these letters, ultimately in their combinations, all that is, all that can be said, written, conceived, it's all in different ways to link up these letters. <laughs> סוף דבר, הכל נשמע, את האלוהים יראה ואת מצוותיו שמור, כי זה כל האדם.